Welcome, everybody, to episode number 73 of Game Culture Radio. I'm your host, Tyler, joined, as always, by our co-host. Let's start with Graham. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I played hockey last night. Got another victory on her belt. Two in a row. Excited for the next one. How are you awesome. guys doing? Oh, not too bad. Uh, Eugene, how are you? We played a little bit of hockey last night on we Xbox, did. and uh, we got a few wins on our belt, too. There we actually go. did. It wasn't awful. We're all hockey winners. Yeah. And Steve, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm trying to fight off another cold, so yeah, I'm stuffed up, so in the, I apologize yeah. in advance. It is that time of year, so I, I think everybody will forgive you. And I can't get it from you over Skype, so that's fantastic. Thank God. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> All right. So just uh, we'll get the business out of the way. You can uh, join the conversation by going over to Facebook and joining the Gaming Culture Radio forums. When you're there, you can submit questions to be read on the show. If they're read on the show, you've entered for uh, both our monthly giveaways and uh, right now our holiday giveaways, which we're going to be doing at the end of the show. We'll be announcing two winners, uh, our first two of the holiday season. And we'll be continuing that throughout the month of December, so make sure you uh, join there if you haven't yet and submit some questions uh, to be read on the show. You can also, uh, for all your gaming news, head on over to culturegaming.com. And when you're there, uh, you'll be able to get everything on all the new stuff on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC to get all your gaming news in one spot. So head on over to culturegaming.com. And finally, uh, we need your help. Please support us. Head on to Twitch and follow Gaming Culture Radio there, all one word. And over on Mixer, we do a, uh, a stream together on usually on Saturday evenings. And head on over there, follow us on Mixer, Gaming Culture Radio, again, all one word. And take part there. We'll be doing some giveaways there as well if we get a good, number, good amount of people in the chat. So with that, we have quite a bit of news this week with everything going on. So let's jump right in. Let's start out with PlayStation Experience. That was this weekend. And there were a lot of announcements about, about some games coming out. So we had a panel for The Last of Us Part Two, where they announced that none of the core characters are safe. And what they said was that they want to create like Uncharted 4 had with the, the sense that kind of no one's safe. But obviously not nearly as lighthearted as Uncharted 4. It's a much darker tone. So... Anybody get to see any of that panel? Any thoughts on it? So I rewatched the trailer today. If you haven't, okay. there's there's two trailers out uh, mm-hmm. right now. One just came out about a month ago. I think it came out for Tokyo Game Show, maybe. Uh, um, that was Paris Game Show. I, th- I think it was Paris, Paris Game one. Show. Yeah, yeah, one of one of the game shows. But sure. uh, it, it was very dark. Um, the, like yes. the things they did in the video is kind of cringy, and um, it it leaves a lot of questions. Like, who are these characters? Uh, um, and also they hinted at the panel, which I, I know a lot of people were speculating, uh, with the first trailer, first trailer of course showed Ellie, Ellie, and, uh, she says something along the lines, uh, I'm going to make them, uh, I'm going to make them pay for what they did to me, you know, and there's a lot of speculation that maybe she is pregnant. She had a baby and they took the baby. Um, and they said at the panel that somebody is pregnant. Somebody got pregnant, uh, in the game. So, um, kind of wondering who that might be and what it means to the plot line of the story, but I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, I know you weren't huge on The Last of Us, the first one. Anything from this weekend change your mind? Yeah, the trailer makes me want to try to get the... I'm going to go rebuy the game again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit down over this Christmas break because I have some time off work and school. And mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on easy 
and I'm going to just power through it and see if the story finally grips me. Because the gameplay was... I didn't love it, like so it never hooked me, because I feel like gameplay is king when it comes to playing games. Sure. So I'm going to give it one more chance, I think. Otherwise, okay. I'm just going to throw my hands and say, this game is not for me. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, there, there's games, I've said a few times, that there's games where you know it's a good game, but it's just not for you. Yeah. So and it doesn't mean and it's lots not good. To choose from. There's lots to choose from, too, so you don't have to force yourself. Sure. So I think a prime example for me would be, like, Witcher 3. It's just not the type of game I love playing, but I realize while I'm playing it that it's pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all right, the other big news, and there's tons of news at PSX, but we, we can't do a four-hour show tonight, so <laughs> we're just going to hit the super high points. God of War uh, was talked about there. Quite a bit, and that uh, so now that game is going to take between twenty-five and thirty-five hours to complete. It didn't get a release date at PSX, but I think the Sony store kind of leaked the release date, at least possibly, showing a release date on March twentieth, which we're going to find is a theme of this show that week in March, and it's going to be quite an expensive week. But anyway, are you guys planning on buying this day one? I am. I think I so. Am. I am buying it day one. I love the God of War series. Yeah. Yes. God of War is the sole reason that I became a PlayStation uh, owner. I bought it for PS3. I know it's late into the game, but I played all the old God of Wars, and I thoroughly love in God of War. So mm-hmm. this will be a day one for me. So I'll be 100% honest. This will be my first experience with the series ever. Oh man! So wow. I'm excited, but I think it's I'm excited to get into it and, and play it. But uh, the last PlayStation I had before the PS4 was the PlayStation One. So. Well- if you and have back then, chance, I was like probably. sports gamer. What's yeah, up? If you, if you have a chance, uh, play God of War three remastered. Uh, God okay. of War one and two are, are are good, but they they didn't really hold their age very well. But uh, sure, God yeah. of War three remastered, uh, play that game if you have time. Right. Yeah, it's like right. I think I, I've seen it for like ten bucks on the PlayStation mm-hmm. four store. So I bet you it'll be free coming up soon. PS Plus probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, for sure, because I'd like to get a little backstory at least going in. Something mm-hmm. I lost. But, all right. So, Graham was very happy this week because <laughs> at the Game Awards, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild took home the Game of the Year award, and deservedly so. I think yeah. we, had a bit, we had a bit of a debate talking about whether it's going to be Zelda or Mario, and, you know, Nintendo's not hurting either way. They had the two best games of the year. So, good for them. Good for Zelda. I don't know if you want to expand on it all, Graham, but... Well, I think we should mention that they kind of dropped the bombshell that I, I wasn't expecting, but they released the newest DLC, Ballad of the Champions, at the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, deservingly so, this game does deserve Game of the Year, and I wasn't surprised. I would have been surprised if they didn't get it, but the fact that they backed it up with, like, we got some DLC coming at you, like, right now, because everyone mm-hmm. always was wondering when was this being released. We knew December, but I don't know if any of you guys thought they would do that during, like, an awards but yeah, there's. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but I I wasn't surprised when they did it. So. Yeah, it was great timing too. I think that was a, sure. a well played. People got excited for it, and it was kind of like an award. It's like, okay, you guys voted us of game of the year, so here's our little award for you. Yeah. Now you guys can play the DLC. I love the trend at uh, conferences now, where they're like, you can play this game right now, or you we have the yeah. DLC right now. Uh, they did it with like Fallout Shelter, I think. Yeah. Uh, and a whole bunch of other games where like, go on the store, you can download this game right now, or you can play the beta right now. I love when they do that at conferences. So it's yeah. definitely welcome. 
Yeah. Kind of like what they did with the Fortnite too, right? The 50 versus 50. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's definitely a good trend. I like to see it happening. I also like the trend where game shows now, they don't announce games that are coming out in like eight years. Uh, it generally is, they're keeping a more tight window now for the games that they're announcing. So both those things, are, I think, are you know moving in the right direction. All right. Uh, also at the Game Awards, A Way Out made some news for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, we got a release date of March 23rd, 2018 on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And their, their like lead developer made a little news as well. <laughs> I saw that video. Yeah. <laughs> I watched so, it live. <laughs> yeah. I watched it live. And it was um, pretty entertaining. He blamed it on jet lag. So if jet lag involves like inhaling things and smoking things and injecting things. And then drinking things. Like, I'm pretty sure he drank yeah. a lot of things on his flight. <laughs> yep. So I don't think it was jet lag. I think he was under the influence or influences. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was entertaining. Uh, we're not going to repeat what he said. I would say, uh-huh. at least he had DC ask, could he swear? Well, at first he swore, and then he asked, <laughs> no, he swear. Yeah. and then when he got yeah. permission, he just have at her. <laughs> yeah, Jeff he Keighley was a little bit uncomfortable. You could tell that was the best part, was that Jeff Kelly really didn't know what to do, and he kept yeah. trying to get him back to talk about the game. Yeah. And, <laughs> he and the guy's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he went on about the Oscars. And, and EA. Okay. And... Yeah, so, although he did, he did kind of sort of come to the defense of, of EA while admitting that they, you know, effed up. Um, and and I think what he said was fair. I mean, not about the Oscars. I have he no won't idea be what on stage about, but anytime soon. No, I don't think they're going to bring him up there again. So anyway, but the, but the, the cool thing about a way out though is that this game is going to include what uh, they're calling a game pass or a friend pass. Sorry, allowing you to invite a friend to play the game who doesn't own it. So that's pretty cool. That's so huge. I wonder if that like allows them to download the game but it's locked until like the friend is playing with them uh i would guess so i I don't know the the details on it but it's a it's kind of a neat way around the whole idea that people might not buy this game because they have to play it with somebody else yeah so to just say we'll we'll take that problem away from you and we'll you know here's a free pass for one of your friends to play with you i like that that's really cool and i like it too yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. I hope it works out well. I hope they. I hope they. It kind of makes me want to buy the game just to support that idea because I think that idea for the future is fantastic. That if somebody else can't afford the game or doesn't want to buy the mm-hmm. game, but somebody invested in the game, you can just invite that one person. So I, I like that idea. It kind of ties in with game sharing and and brings the social aspect back back to life in in the gaming world. So I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And I thought that was one of the best things to come out of the Game Awards, honestly. Was And I hope more companies kind of follow suit on that. So, alright. News I was excited for. Sea of Thieves finally got a release date. It felt like this game was like going to be an alpha forever. But it finally has a release date of March 20th, 2018. So sticking with that theme for that really expensive week in March that's coming. Yeah. But March 20th, 2018, you'll be able to get your hands on that game. I know we're all pretty much planning on getting it right away. And we'll definitely be streaming that game uh, when yeah. we get it. Yeah, I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, I just it looks watched like, like so much fun. Like all four trailers they have on the Xbox Store the other day, and I'm just—it's one of those games I just want to keep watching stuff on it, just because I can't wait to play it. Yeah, 
And it's just, it's the type of game that's like just silly, goofy fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I feel like it's the type of game where you can jump out with friends and all of a sudden, like six hours later, you're like, oh, wow. Look how yes. much time has gone by. It's you know? four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'm not going to so, lie, is kind of worrying, but at the same yeah, time, I I, I'm I excited because, yeah, a lot of the other games, it's like, you know, you feel the hours, but mm-hmm. this one is just going to. Yeah, well, next thing you know, it's I, fun. it's three in the morning and. Yep, yeah, I think too. There's so many, oh, so many of the big releases now have such a like serious and dark tone to them, which is fine and good. But this game is the opposite of that. So yes. I, I think it'll be good too. It'll be a nice kind of change of pace type game too, for when we get like shooting stuff or whatever. So, uh, definitely looking forward to that, Graham. Just for you, because last week you talked about how you'd like to see zombie games go away. So they clearly Some, somebody heard me. <laughs> they clearly heard you, and they're releasing two more. So the first one is World War Z, which we saw a preview for at the Game Awards. I mean, it looks cool. It just looks like pretty much every other zombie game we've seen. And don't forget, you're also getting a Walking Dead game sometime yes. next year. From uh, and it's hard to ignore the irony here from Overkill. So. I think that'll be interesting. I do too. What what other games did Overkill do? Payday. Yeah, yeah they did the Payday series. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it makes me think that if this game has like a Left for Dead style feel, because I don't know if you guys have played uh, Payday. It's actually very fun. It's a, it's a heist game where you team up and you you go do heist together, um, and you work together to and each person has a role. So it kind of reminds it kind of makes me think that. Uh, mm. That it might follow the tone of Left 4 Dead, which would be awesome because that yeah. that was an incredible game that I wish Valve would bring back. Oh, yes, Left 4 Dead was so much fun. I Don't really want a Left 4 Dead 3. And actually, mm-hmm. World War Z, the trailer kind of reminded me in the way of Left 4 Dead. Just I saw multiple guns um, on the screen firing mm-hmm. at a bunch of zombies running at them. Hmm. Yeah, if it's like Left 4 Dead, I'm in. Yep. So these two games will be joining at least two more zombie games being released next year. Because we have the PlayStation one, the name is escaping me right now. It's the one name of the big releases. escaped us for some reason. What's I it called, Grim? Too. I forget. Uh, Everyone's yeah, checking Google right now. I know. Everybody's um, looking. Everybody's going to yell at us. I'm but trying to think what the the other one is, too, coming out on Xbox. It's Data Decay 2. It's Data Decay 2, yeah. yeah. So, Twitch stream, Twitch stream, if you see... Days Gone. Days, Days gone. gone, yes. That's the one. So, we're getting Days Gone, we're getting State of Decay 2, we're going to get World War Z and The Walking Dead in the same year. And probably Hooray. at least two others. Yeah. And probably some indie ones, too. Oh, you know? Call of Duty Zombies so, series, too. So. Oh, yeah, don't forget Call of Duty Zombies. Yeah. All right. A game I'm super looking forward to because the last one is still one of the best games I've played this generation. Square Enix says they're going to reveal the next installment of Tomb Raider at a, quote, major 2018 event. So, think in E3. But we'll see. Some people are thinking that it's going to be the same time as the movie gets released. When does when oh, is the movie okay. released? Not sure. Hmm. I, I think it's earlier in the year. I don't, I'm not hmm. quite sure. But yeah, this... We were talking about day one purchases. This is a day one purchase. March. March 28th. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think we'll see it that early. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty early, but they're speculating that that could be the major but, event. But if it comes out in March, you'll see the, the Blu-ray hit shelves late summer, early fall. Maybe that's more of a tie-in time. 
We'll see. Yeah, late summer but, release. Yeah, but do you guys think they'll dare make it console exclusive again like they did with Rise? I hope not. I hope not either. Like, I have both systems, but I really don't like when they limit people, especially when it's such a yes. great game and there's no reason for it to be just mm -hmm. to one console only. And I'll tell you, I have both consoles, and I play primarily on, primarily on Xbox, like I think most of us do here. But but I love both consoles. I, I enjoy both. And it just sucked to see PlayStation players get shut out of that, because that was such a fun game. That was yeah. one of the games that was really hard to put down, you know, until you were done. And then you're bummed out that it's done. So uh, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with the next one. Can't wait. All right. Anything else on that? Nope. Nope. Okay. Just can't right. wait to play it. So PlayStation 4 has passed the 70 million mark in, in uh, console sold, which is pretty impressive. And PlayStation VR has passed 2 million units sold in, what, a year? That's pretty good. That is, especially for not having like a lot of games. Like Now it's yeah. coming with a lot more games and getting a lot more support. Mm -hmm. So I could see that number increasing substantially. Mm -hmm. But th there is a big price thing, too, is if you're going to spend that much, if you spend a little bit more extra, providing you have the PC, then you could get like a PSVR, or not PSVR, a VR experience with PC. So yeah. I think this more benefits people that like don't have like the high-end PC and they have a PS4. It's, it's a lot mm -hmm. easier way. Oh, for sure. And... Steve, you went to an event this weekend around PSX, and everybody you talk to that has a PSVR really loves it, right? Yes. The, the only thing is they, they all told me that uh, Skyrim VR was basically unplayable on a regular PS4. You need the Pro for mm -hmm. Skyrim, at least. I don't know how the other games are, but for Skyrim, you, you need the Pro. And that makes sense, though, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yes. it makes sense to me. And it's one of those things where you can kind of avoid having the 4K uh, TV if you have a PS4 Pro, if you have a VR thing, because the PSVR is going to make everything look better anyways, right? I don't know if the, mm -hmm. the, the PSVR is uh, 4K. I, Oculus might be. I'm not 100% on that. Well, yeah, the thing sure is, too, so many VR games outside of your, like, Fallouts and Skyrims, they, they're not graphically powered anyway. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. graphics often look like your PS3, Xbox 360 type graphics. It's more driven by the experience, I think. But yeah. I'm still waiting for that must-have experience because I've seen the PS4 a few times and I've been like, oh, I want it. But I just can't get myself to spend the money on it because I wonder what I'm going to play after the first two weeks of really having fun with it you know i think I'll, I'll be the same way if i bought it i would probably play it for a week and then it'll just sit there yeah that's what i'm worried about and i don't want to spend like 300 dollars on something that's gonna be like that yeah so, i just want to see like that must have app for it that makes me want to get it yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And i want to get a vr and then it's like well i could buy a nintendo switch with this money so i did or, or I could mm. buy a 4K TV and an Xbox One X, so I did. Which you did. Like, there's always something I'd rather spend <laughs> yeah. the money on. Yeah. And it's not knocking it. I mean, everybody that has it seems to love it, and that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I want one. Five, mm. three hundred dollars. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm getting to so. the point soon that I will have a VR headset. It's probably going to be the HTC, HTC Vive, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that it does prove to be an experience that I want to keep doing. But then sometimes you sit down, you play like games on console with your friends, so then it's going to kind of take into the time of that. So yeah. I don't know. I might see when it gets down like a price, more of a price drop. But the thing is about the PS3 being with the PSVR, I think they should have just pushed the PS4 Pro and the VR together because now people are going to be like limited and these games are going to come out like Skyrim for example like why would you release a game that's pretty much unplayable for the PS PS4 when you should have just pushed it for the PS4 Pro so because uh, I'm sure yeah. some people probably got the PSVR because the and they have a PS4 and they're like oh they say it's going to be good enough but then you're going to play mm -hmm. it and it's like well it's not that good well to be fair though Sony was pretty upfront by saying you're going to get the best experience with VR on the Pro. Yeah. Like, they didn't hide that. They didn't make any sort of commitment that you're going to get the same VR yeah. experience on, on each version. So, I, mean, I see what you're saying. And, you know, now everybody can just go drop another 400 bucks on a new console, plus the 300 for VR. Yeah. So... I get it. And if you want VR on a PC, then you're you're in a whole other realm of financial commitment at that point. Actually, I'm not 100% so, on that. I think the Oculuses have dropped down to like 300 bucks. It's not the it's not the hardware, the the VR hardware, it's the type of, it's the power you've of the PC have, that you've you got to have. You got to have a pretty good gotcha. PC yeah. to run it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but even now with like components, like if you build your own PC, and like you actually get a desktop because gaming laptops are a lot more. But if you get a gaming desktop, like you can build them for fairly inexpensive. Mm -hmm. You can, but most people don't go that way though. You know what I yeah. mean? They they go and pick one off of Best Buy or whatever. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, more numbers and stats for you. Seventy-five percent <laughs> of EA Sports players play Ultimate Team. So we've talked in the past few weeks about microtransactions and whether they're good or bad. 75% of eSports players play Ultimate Team and 35% spend money on it. That, as long as that's true, that's never going away. Yeah, I fit in both those categories. I do too. Now. Yep. Because I love Madden Ultimate Team. And you with Hockey Ultimate Team. Yeah. So, I, I'm in both of those categories. And, you know, like, if it wasn't for Madden Ultimate Team, I don't think I'd get Madden. And like NHL, we have other reasons to play, but yeah. I don't think I'd get mad if I wasn't going to play Ultimate Team. So, but this generated like $750 million of revenue for EA last year, just Ultimate Team revenue. Wow. And that's insane. Yeah. I, I honestly think EA would be, we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. EA should go to, uh, they stop releasing $60 yearly releases and have a games pass of like a hundred and some bucks for mm -hmm. the year and you get all their sports titles because then yeah you're losing money because people aren't buying the sixty dollar games but i guarantee there are people that are going to be dropping more money in like ultimate team and you just have it reset at a certain each game ultimate team resets at a certain time of the year like right before the season starts yep. like the actual like sports season Sure. And you're going to have people that don't normally pick up, like, let's say, NHL. Maybe pick up NHL, play Ultimate Team, drop a couple bucks on it. Mm -hmm. And the alternative like that. to that, Steve, that I've always thought they should do, and I think they still might do eventually, what if you made, what if you put a separate release out of just Ultimate Team free-to-play? 
Ugh. But all then, the microtransactions are still in. Microtransactions, yeah. Yep. Because think of how much your player base would expand. And think of how tempting it is when you see, oh, I can get a pack for like $4. You know? I know. Yeah. And you're like and guaranteed all... an elite. So like... Yeah. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden that $4, like three hours later, you spent like $200. <laughs> and you <laughs> haven't even thought about it. <laughs> Because you don't get what you want, and you're like, oh, I'll get one more. Yeah, I did that you know? in NHL one year. I dropped like $100 on the gold jumbo player packs. Yep. And, yeah, I dropped $100 on player packs, and I got a lot mm -hmm. of good players. Probably wasn't Do they worth have a it, mobile though. app? Do they have a mobile app where you can manage Not, your ultimate team? No. And they, no. they did, like, one year, I think NHL 13, maybe a while back. And I thought there was going to be something that stick around, but it didn't. Man, that, and I would that like seemed to like that. a moneymaker. Because mm -hmm. you don't think about think buying things on your phone, just picking some packs up, managing oh, your team, and then uh, yep. then when you get home, you can play with that team. Yep. So, yeah, and, and we just had in chat, you know, people bought a crap load of those $45 packs, and yes, they have. It's, it's easy to buy the bundle. I've done it. I look and I get the bundle for, like, different seasons, like the Halloween theme or the Thanksgiving theme or whatever in Ultimate Team. You know, they and always do it... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just real quick. I've spent like the, like, God, more than $45. I've spent like 80 bucks on a bundle before. Because you can get like a 99, 98 overall player. And I've gotten them before. And all that does is make me want to do it again. Because you don't think about, oh, I'm That's how they 90. get you. Yeah. I'm yeah. spending $90 for like one player that's 98 overall. And it's ridiculous when you think about it. But when you're in the moment... Man, that you're thinking that's the guy that can put my team over the top. Speaking of how they get you too, because you buy uh, coins, and after you buy like the mega pack, you buy as many coins as you need to get that pack, and then you have so many left over, and then you can't buy anything until you get like more. So it's like, they, yeah, they, was, they're pretty yes. clever. That was like Xbox with yep. the, uh, where you had the points to buy in the store. It wasn't cash. I forget what those were called, Xbox but like. Points. Yeah, and so you'd have like 120 Microsoft points, and you need um, like 200 to buy something, mm. and but you can't yeah, buy I'll them. Put in fifty dollars. Yeah, you can't buy them in, in in just the points you need, or you couldn't. They may have changed that towards the it end. It made no sense. I hated it. Yeah, and no, so yeah, you spend another. And I hated hated having leftover points. Yeah, like, yeah. yes. Bugged me to no I end. forgot about that. You had to buy like the. You're right though. Yeah. You have to buy the Microsoft points in, like, bundles. Yep. But I guarantee that probably boosted sales because people oh, for sure. wanted to get rid of their points because everyone likes ending up with a zero, like, yep. yeah. balance. But here, here's where I'll say shame on EA. Because if you're going to make $750 million off of just Ultimate Team transactions, like, that's money that can go into and help support your lower-selling franchises. So, like... Honestly, NHL fits into that category in, when it comes to EA Sports, but so does their golf franchise. And the fact that they put out um, uh, their last PGA game, what, three years ago now? And they didn't build a very good game to begin with in terms of, like, amount of content. At release, there were, like, eight courses in the game where the normal Tiger Woods games had, like, 20. But it was Rory McIlroy. PGA yeah. Tour is what it was, but... They abandoned that game, and we've never heard another word about it ever since. Because there's no ultimate team to be had in. 
Yeah, it's tough to do Ultimate Team, but I'm saying that some of that Ultimate Team revenue can help support your lesser franchises. Sure. Because you know, there's something to be said for taking care of your like niche customers, your niche customers, you know? Yes. And that that's why EA went towards a game like Unravel. You know, like a smaller project that wasn't probably going to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars for them. But it took care of a need they had to fill, you know, to meet a certain type of gamer that EA wasn't doing. And I, I think that EA Sports can learn from that. And it seems like they're just like stashing the money, you know, rather than investing back into some of their other franchises. So shame on them for that. But man, it, as long as you're making this type of money off this stuff, it's never going away. Yeah, for sure. And, like, no, you were talking about with, like, a golf game, and we were talking about VR earlier. Like, that mm-hmm. would be a great game to put in yes. VR. Like, if EA put their next golf game, like, into VR. If you can get the graphics up to par, that'd be amazing. Because I remember when Connect first came out. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Yep. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, golf would be super for that, because it's pretty easy to simulate a golf swing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Wii so, Sports, like, they had, like, it was, like, yeah. Frisbee. I don't think it was. Did they have golf? No, they, they had bowling. Golf. They, bowling. Had they had golf, bowling, they had golf, they had football. Yeah. Like, because you could play Madden with the, the, whatever they were called. Oh, you could. That's right, the yep. nunchucks. Yeah. Yep. And look how much people really, really, really enjoyed playing Wii Sports. Like, if you do, oh, like, it. a I golf cool. title, like, people would, like, yeah, bowling, yeah. <laughs> so, the sad thing about it, though, is that Wii Sports was, like, their most popular game as far as the that technology went. And it yeah. was a pack-in. Yeah. So, that's a game that showed up. But I loved Wii Sports. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. All right. Let's move on, because we got a couple more things to get through news-wise. Death Stranding got a new trailer at the Game Awards. And I still have no idea what this game's about, but yeah. I'm buying it. Don't ask me what it's about, because <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Looks but it spooky. looks so good. Yeah, I mean, I just watched the trailer... Uh, again today, like including when Norman Reedus came out on stage, and even he was like, he was yeah. like, I'm gonna go on the internet and look what this game is about, because he, <laughs> even he, <doesn't> <laughs> he's the star of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it does look great, and it's Hideo uh, Kojima. Yeah, Kojima. So it's Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like we've talked on the show before about how Kojima, I don't want to say like overrated, but the guy's elevated to some sort of like deity status in gaming circles but man this looks amazing like and i know we haven't seen any gameplay yet and we're probably not going to in the next year but the cutscenes we've seen it just looks very compelling it looks dark and creepy but but fun it has the kind of crazy kooky metal gear solid vibe to it you know like a little bit like what are what are, what's with the babies inside the tanks yeah uh, yeah their chest and yeah. then uh now you now you got some monster that's roaming around that has human hands apparently mm-hmm. uh, that's you know brings people down in the mud you know check out that trailer if you hadn't yet it's 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 a pretty awesome trailer yeah. it just it's leaves long you too with, yeah it's what is it like five minutes something like that? no I would it's say it's it like nine eight. minutes it's like yeah. eight or nine minutes long yeah. I would say it was ridiculous long and they announced it was like the longest trailer they ever played mm-hmm. and that that made me wonder like are this game just like full of like really really long cutscenes like that. Uh, probably. Or, yeah. Metal yeah. Gear Solid 5. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. Do you guys remember the first mission of 5? It was like an hour. 
Oh, it's like I thought mission. it was like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, it and like. it, it, but that trailer reminded me a lot of that first mission in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this though. This is what I kind of wanted to say about this. It looks so good. I doubt this is running on a PS4, even a Pro. Did you see the face? The facial yes. like animations and yep. the features of yeah. I mean, it, it yep. didn't look current gen at all. No, this is going to be the only thing that could like, come close 4K. to this right now is the One X. Yeah, and this is a PS5 launch title. Yeah, I I think so too. I I really don't see this game coming out for two another years. two years. Yeah, maybe three. Like I'm I'm saying twenty twenty more yeah. than likely and I, I definitely see this being a launch title for the PS5 and I'm not going to lie if it is I'm I buying know it. I'm buying a PS5 <laughs> yeah. along with it and I know a lot of other people are going to be buying a PS5 I will so yep. that, if they're that is, smart isn't yeah. that what they do yes that I agree that I, and I think they will do it because Sony's never been stupid no they know how to, how to move units there's no question about that so you make this a PS5 launch title I will buy it I'm, I bet I'm. I bet all four of us would. So, and a lot of our listeners would too. So this is. Uh, I, I just don't think this is coming out in the PS4 generation. But, all right, last up, and we're gonna chat about this a little bit. Destiny 2's Curse of Osiris DLC released this past week. We had a chance to play it. Yeah, we played it for what? Two hours? Did we put into it? Maybe. Yeah, it was two hours. It felt like eight. Um, Because <laughs> yeah. we did the same thing over and over for two hours. I'm pretty... I'm Honestly, I'm pretty disappointed. I mean, Destiny still has, like, great mechanics, right? There's there's no... There, there's very few shooters that can compare to the mechanics and just the smoothness that Bungie can do. But, Steve, were you compelled at all by the story? No, that was... Oh my gosh, that was like the worst Destiny 2 or Destiny in general content I've ever played. It was even the missions were recycled amongst themselves. Like among, in the campaign, I yeah. felt like we were doing the same thing yeah. three or four times. Mm-hmm. Well, then one of us took us in, one of them took us into like the Pyramid Tree or whatever. Yeah, it's the same as the from the strike. exact same strike. It's like, yeah. come on. They just made a mission out of the strike map basically and uh i don't know i I so want to like it because i was so looking forward to it but there's an article on uh vg247 right now basically saying do not buy this like send a message about what we expect and it's a pretty good article i mean chance to read it even ign rated it a 5.5 which is you know mediocre on their scale so it's pretty bad Mm mm-hmm yeah, like Destin said in his review that the only saving grace was the raid activity. So if you're not planning on doing the raid activity, I can't in good conscience recommend it to you. No. It's not something that – and Destiny 2 needs it. It's not something to br- that's bringing people back into the game for a long period of time. No. Which is unfortunate because I like Destiny 2, and it looks great now. Like with the – I think the 4K uh, – yeah, for the One X. Yeah, yeah, thing came out for the One X, and it looks really, really nice. But again, gameplay is kind of a necessity. Mm-hmm. Or so, well, Destiny, Destiny has good gameplay. It's just it does. Story is also 
kind of important. And well, and I just want to see variety in what we're doing. Yeah. And you know, but but I'll tell you this: if you enjoy jumping through like the the portals and into those whatever they're called things that like launch you across yeah. the map, yes, then you'll really like this because <laughs> you get to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's not challenging. Oh, my, that that's no. It's the it's so easy. I, I really don't understand the point of it. It is literally just a grind to get up to level 25. Yep. But as far as... You're, you're right, Steve. As far as the story content uh, goes, I mean, a, a 260 could get through this pretty easy in power level. Yeah. Because, Graham, you're what? Like 282? Yeah, like 285 now after playing. Okay, 285? Yeah. Okay. So, did you have really a whole lot of difficulty? No. Not no. at all. And this is supposed to be like level 300 stuff. Well, it says recommended 200 level power, so that kind of uh, well, clues us Why, there. though? So why? I know. Why? Exactly. Oh, I, you know why? Because they want people to do it as soon as they finish the main campaign for any new players, which I think I is a mistake in amongst itself. Because, like, most I don't think a lot of people are going to be new players coming out in the next month. Unless you're thinking you're getting a lot of people that bought it on Black Friday or, or Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's that is the only reason I see them doing it is because 200 is about the power level you do for completing the campaign. So you now you can jump straight into the DLC, but then you still have to grind. So this this is the problem though. Games die because they worry more about the casual player at the expense of your committed hardcore players. Yes, and and, and you got to take care of both, but not you can't take care of one at the expense of the other. Yeah, I, and I know you're not saying like that casual players don't matter because they do but you have to find a balance and this is going too far in the one direction in my opinion so yeah so hopefully this this next one uh the next expansion kind of brings us back or maybe they'll offer some update stuff to bring us in because if i'm telling you if the second expansion i don't know if it has a release date if it comes out in that like march april window I can't see myself getting back on when I have Sea of Thieves, God of War, and oh, yeah. Far Cry Five. I think comes out around Far Cry Five. Eight. Plus that, like what we just oh, like escape game or whatever. Oh yeah, like, that even games like that are gonna have my attention. Yep. If, and if this DLC can't find a way to keep me and I don't play it for like three months, I'm done. Yeah. Chances are, I might come back to it for a year or two, maybe. But that's the best shot. So, Eugene, have you had a chance to play it at all? I have not. And with the way you guys talk, I don't feel compelled to either. So, I never uh, bought I, the uh, I never bought the uh, expansion pass. So, um, maybe if it's on sale for Christmas, usually there's an after Christmas sale, like the day after. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll be discounted, so I might get it then. But uh, right now, until I hear some better things about the gameplay uh, to where it's actually worthwhile, that um, the level cap doesn't seem to be fixed because I have heard that uh, there's a lot of issues with uh, the level cap right now. So um, mm-hmm. I don't feel too compelled right now to play it. Well, no, I'm going to tell you. Go ahead, go ahead, Steve. The, the issue with the level cap right now if, is now you have to be 310 to play the raid, the original raid. Yep. So <clears throat> if you're wanting to do that, you have to buy DLC. the expansion. Well, I wasn't even referring to that. Like, uh, like 
there was mention, I know, in the news last week, uh, something about Destiny, how Activision uh, has tweaked uh, the balancing of, of the way that, that drops are made, so that way you basically have to grind. And, and we can all mm-hmm. agree that you, you have to grind in Destiny 2. Um, you have mm-hmm. to put some time into it. Uh, like, yeah. even after I finished the campaign and everything, uh, I probably put about 30 hours of gameplay into it. Like, I was still, like, 265, something like that. So, yeah. Um, that That's my biggest issue is that you have to grind to be able to to even do some things. Uh, the raid, for sure. Um, even the, the raid that was in the last one, you either had to uh, grind or you had to be with a really good team that was around 300, 305. So... That's that's kind of turned me away from Eugene, it. Gene, all I'm gonna say to you is the as the one who hasn't played it is you're the lucky one, <laughs> and you're the only one that is not like violated and abused. Yeah, I'm so, sorry, Phil, violated and abused. But they did add a heroic strike playlist, so you know, if if that has a decent yeah, so... like drop system and like you can level up that way, then fine. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm not a new character right now, so I I can't right. tell you what the leveling up for that is. I'll be honest, like for me, when we talked about this when we were playing the game, but for me the best part of the game was the strikes. That's a lot of fun. So if we get a heroic strike playlist, that's some fun for me. But we still gotta get through the campaign to like level up and be able to do the other stuff. So we'll we'll hammer through it maybe even tonight, I don't know. And get the rest of it done. So we have what, like two levels left maybe? Something like that. I think we have one level left, but thank God, one or but two. You kept, you kept saying that, and the torture kept going on. And on. <laughs> I know Steve. Steve kept like teasing us, saying, well, "There's only one left," and well, then we just, just keep going. I was the only one following the story, and that's kind of how it felt. But again, I couldn't necessarily tell when the campaign missions ended and when the next ones begin because it was all a big blur of, you know, the fourth level of hell or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, all right. Graham, that's going to do for news this week. Let's turn over to you. What uh, can we get new in stores? Well, this week we'll we'll see a lot of DLC being released across most platforms. It starts on the 11th with Battlefield 1 getting its second DLC. This DLC is called Turning Tides and will be released for Xbox One, PS4, and the PC. Then on the 12th, we'll see more DLC being released for the same three platforms. This time it will be Resident Evil 7 Biohazards. So fans of that, uh, they will get Not A Hero and End of Zoe DLC, which will be released. Now, Not A Hero will be free because I think there are some issues with it being delayed. So they're releasing that free. And End of Zoe, that one can be purchased. And for those of you that don't own Resident Evil 7, well, you can get Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Gold Edition, which will be released. And that will include the free DLC, obviously, and the End of Zoe DLC. Now, these titles will also be released on the 12th. Uh, for PS4, we have Gang Beast, Ultimate Chicken Horse, and Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion. Ultimate now on Xbox, Chicken Horse. Yeah, doesn't that sound amazing? Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if this, this is a cross between the game of, game of chicken and a game of horse, or maybe it just has to do with chicken horses. I don't, I don't know. You can have to check it out. Let us know. Um, so for Xbox on the 12th, you can get Okami, or Oak, Oak, whatever, HD. <laughs> and also Fearful Symmetry and The Cursed Prince. Now, both these titles will also be released for PC. And PC fans and fans of Fallout 4 will get a chance to play the post-apocalyptic title in VR. We are talking about that, and that's a game that I would definitely be looking forward to playing in VR. 
Now, the Nintendo Switch will also have four new releases on the 12th. Uh, the first one is a game that I did pre-order, and it will be here on the Tuesday. This is called The End is Nigh. Uh, fans of Super Meatball, as far as I can tell from this game, you guys will thoroughly enjoy this game as well. Uh, also on that list Super is Party Meat Planet. Planet. Yeah. Yeah, you said what Super Meatballs. I'm like, what is Super Meatballs? I won't play that. <laughs> Super Meatballs. My bad. Super Meat Boy. Okay. So now we got that out of the way. On the 12th, for the Switch, you can also get Party Planet, Pinball FX3, and another Neo Geo title, which they seem to be rolling out on constantly. Uh, this one is called The Last Blade. Now, the PS4 will get a soul release on the 13th, and it will be some Final Fantasy 15 content. It is uh, Final Fantasy 15 Episode Igne. I'm not sure what this is about. Uh, Eugene might know. It's about Ignis's Ignis. Ignis. See, I thought I thought it was gonna be Igni just because of in The Witcher they use that sign and it's called Igni. It's not called Ignis. Well, it's just so, The Witcher. It's Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yes. So okay. with Final Fantasy 15, they made episodes for each of the characters yeah. and where you can play as them and see a different perspective. Um, so this is with Ignis. Oh, so so that's a character name. Okay, I got it. Yes. Okay. So next on the 14th, we'll be getting some more major DLC. This is actually DLC for Wolfenstein 2, The Colossus. And you will be getting the release of The Adventures of Gunslinger Joe. Now it releases on the 14th for Xbox, PS4, and PC. And also releasing on the 14th, we have Dynasty Feud for PS4. And for Nintendo Switch, another four titles. We have Ukulele, Polybridge, Never Stop Sneaking, and Bleed. And then to finish off the week, for PS4, you can get Romancing Saga 2. On Xbox, we have Lost Grimoires 2, a Shard of Mystery, and Circuits. And then finally, for the Nintendo Switch, uh, on Epic will be released. So as you can see, lots of games being released that may become Christmas gifts for the gamers out there. And if you're still looking for some deals for Christmas gifts, I'm sure Eugene has some great deals out there. So what do you got first, Eugene? Actually, I, I couldn't find many gaming deals for the week. Uh, still same uh, same kind of advertised uh, games, the big games uh, that uh, released this fall, like Wolfenstein, uh, Shadow War. Uh, they're about running about $20 off at all retailers. But uh, just a reminder, you can pick up uh, Games with Gold. One does expire this week. Um, so you can still pick up Warhammer End Times Vermintide. You can get Child of... Child of Eden for the Xbox 360, backwards compatible, uh, through the 15th of this month. And you can get Tales from the Borderlands, the complete Telltale series, uh, through the 15th as well. Uh, Back to the Future, the game is still available until December 15th. And actually, that doesn't start until the 16th of this month. So be looking out for Back to the Future being released next week. And then also, Marlo Briggs and The Mask of Death still have never heard of that game, but... Uh, I definitely want to download it and check it out just to see what it is. Uh, Also, for PlayStation Plus, free this month is Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition, uh, Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends, Until Dawn Rush of Blood is also free this month. Um, It was a PSVR freebie from last month, but it's extending into this month, so go ahead and download it. If you do, do decide to get a PSVR in the future, then you will have this game. 
Uh, Forma 8 is also available for the PS4 and the Vita. And then for PS3, we have X-Blaze, Lost Memories, and the Siberia Collection. Uh, the only deal that I saw worth mentioning was for the PS4, or I'm sorry, yes, for the PS4 Pro on Amazon, uh, any trade-in, any trade-in that you do through Amazon, any kind of video game or controller uh, or system, whatever money that they give you for it, uh, they'll also give you an additional $50 off a PS4 Pro one terabyte console. So uh, anything that you trade in, you can put it towards a PS4 Pro and get $50 off. But other than that, uh, unless you guys have seen something on sale, nothing, nothing worth mentioning, uh, especially after Black Friday, Cyber Week. Um, not too many deals out there right now. Yeah, it's and a, I think it's it's kind of the calm before the storm because both companies will have their like days of Christmas sales. Oh yeah, yeah. The I think yeah. Xbox usually has like the twelve days of quit yeah. Christmas or something like that. Every day there's a deal. So yeah. Um, yeah, and then the day after Christmas is a big sale day usually. Yep. I did see um, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen on sale for twenty bucks on the Xbox One store. Uh, and I'm thinking about picking that up. I really did like it on the 360, but didn't play enough of it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, guys. I was just looking yeah. at the chat here on Twitch, and uh, DC52 let me know that Battlefront 2 DLC is coming out on the 13th. I'm not sure I missed that. Maybe maybe because it's free. I'm I'm, I'm not sure the details on it. Do you guys know the oh, details it's, it's on it? It's not free. It's not free. I don't think. Well, I thought I all, all the, yeah, Star Wars, yeah, yeah, Battlefront. Yeah, oh, yeah. Battlefront. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Battlefield. Battlefield. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. This this DLC is the one with all the new movie content. Yeah. Uh, it, it, be looking out for that because it should be on sale. They said that uh, Battlefront Two would be getting a price drop for the movie. So, yeah, the movie comes out next week. I'm excited. Five yeah, and days. and did you guys see that the reviews have been amazing? No, because like, I'm not, they had their, I don't want to know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Want they, to know I, well, I just saw like the early like reviews from people, and it doesn't give any. There's no spoilers, so trust me, I'm not going to ruin anything for you. That's good. But the uh, they had their like world premiere last night, and the reviewers that were there said this is the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. If it's if not better than that. Oh wow. And they, the they said the, the action's amazing. They said it, it is Mark Hamill's best performance as Luke Skywalker by far. And yeah. uh, I everything I've seen has just hyped me so much more Man, for this I movie. don't want to hear that because I have finals this week and I need to talk about <laughs> that and I can't be hyped for the new Star Wars on Thursday. I don't think, and I don't think I'm going to see it right away. And I'm worried because I just know people are going to ruin it for me. The last yeah. just got ruined oh. for me. Oh, yes. It got ruined for me in my car on the way to the movie theater, or when I was parked, because I was waiting on my me. friends to show up, and I was scrolling Facebook, and a stupid meme Was it that meme? Up. Yeah. Yes, that it was. meme about, oh, this happened. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and I think we can say it now. It's been, you know, <laughs> what? Three years. Yeah, it was, it was a meme where it said, a year. Oh, Han dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like, like Han dies. Things I hated in my childhood, and, or things I missed from my childhood, and it was like three pictures of like food things from you know growing up, and then it was like, mm-hmm. oh blah 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 kills Han Solo. Fuck, Udge. <laughs> it's okay. I think that's I think that's worthy of dropping an F bomb. <laughs> you know. Hey, I caught and, and, and by the way, fuck the Oscars too. Oh. Yeah. Just I hey, I caught mine. Oh, fudge the Oscars too. There you go. 
All right. <laughs> let's, uh, Steve, let's go to you. What questions do we have from our community? We, have, we got a few this week. Yeah, we do have quite a few. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Anthony Dennis on Facebook is asking, he's looking at purchasing a gaming PC. So would any of you guys swap over to PC gaming? If so, why? And if not, why? And also, if you already have a PC, do you prefer it to console gaming? So I'll go first. Um, I do not have a gaming PC. If I had the money to invest in a gaming PC, I probably would. Because um, it, it, it does it is an investment. It definitely is an investment. It definitely uh, not only with money, but time as well. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing for me is I can't see myself, which I know, I know there's ways to work around it, but I enjoy old-fashioned sitting on my couch uh, with a controller looking at my TV and playing a game that way um, rather than booting up my computer, loading up a game, and sitting in a gaming chair at a desk, which I know that there's what you can hook up your you know, computer to a TV and things like that, but I'd rather have the experience of the living but, room experience. Even even doing that, though, if you're just hooking your computer up to your TV, well, then it's just like a console. It's a console. There's no difference, it becomes right? a console. So you might as well be console playing, right? Yes. And if you're, if you're going to invest in a PC, you want it for the graphics, and the best way to um, get the most out of those graphics is with an actual monitor, not a TV. So um, yeah. monitors just have a lot higher resolution, a lot more pixel density that you're, you're not going to get the experience that you're wanting um, from any TV. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I, if, I, if I could, I would, um, but I probably still wouldn't even play it. Like I would still jump on my Xbox or jump on my PlayStation. Um, so yeah. no, not not truly interested. I don't. I wouldn't see myself making the switch either. Well, yeah. yeah. For for me, well, first of all, Eugene. Well, you know your your priorities are messed up. You decided to have a kid rather than get a gaming PC. So yes. <laughs> but uh, um, for me, it's kind of the same thing. It's I, I like sitting on the couch playing games and i like easily being able to get into a party with friends for me like gaming is more about the experience than it is about the graphics and and i know there are people out there probably saying well you're a hypocrite because you talked about the xbox one x forever and i did but i'm getting the graphics there without sacrificing any of the experience so but there are some games that i like playing on pc so games like you know i'm a sports fan so um like all the park baseball and the whatever it's called like hockey manager and things like that but if there's uh if there's a game that i can play on pc or play on xbox one or playstation 4 i'm probably going to choose the console side just for the experience i can have like with friends playing it and it's just uh, it's just a preference really I, I know there's ways i can get around that but like steve you got the the steam whatever it's called um, steam box steam link steam, steam link, link. So tell us about that. Uh, well, I haven't actually used it too much. Just it's been a busy week. It was on sale for five dollars on GameStop and on Steam uh, over mm -hmm. this the holiday sale. So I, I ordered it. You know why not? I haven't. I have a gaming PC. The I I moved my gaming PC to my TV uh, earlier this year, and then I moved it back to my desktop or to my desk computer desk because there are certain games you can't play on a big screen sitting six to eight feet away like yeah. uh civilization yeah civilization uh, that's what i was gonna say crusader kings 2 even total war warhammer because you have to read stuff and text on a 50 inch screen it, it you can't there was no way to like enlarge it and i looked and 
I like playing Crusader Kings, and I can't do it on my uh, TV, so I moved it back. Mm-hmm. So I have a gaming PC. I play a decent amount of gaming PCs, but or a decent amount of games on my PC. But I do prefer the couch. It's more comfortable. I get to lean back on my big 50-inch screen, or 55-inch now. And I'm at a computer a lot during the day. I don't really want to go back to it to play games. So Yeah, that's a fair point, too. Same here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, me, personally, through and through, I am a console player. But I do have a gaming uh, laptop. And, like, especially for the mouse and keyboard games, I'm not very good at it. And <clears throat> it's easier for me to just pick up a controller and, like, sit down and play it. And I know you can get controller as well and stuff like that, but I like I'm like most of you guys. I like just sitting down on my couch and just relax with a controller. And then I got my gaming PC in the next room. Like if I want to play a game like Civilization, like Steven say, like you, you need a you need to play that on like a PC for it to make sense and work better mm-hmm. for you. So yeah, like um, like when I get an HTC Vive or whatever, and I play Fallout 4 VR. Well, then that'd be like my gaming PC game, but most of my games like sports titles and all the games mostly on uh, on console, and I like that way for the ease. Like Tyler saying, like party chat. Another thing with PC too is like, okay, I get all hyped, like I'm gonna go play this game, and I go start up my PC, and they're like, oh, we have an update, or you gotta like re- you restart it, and then it like automatically mm-hmm. updates, and you gotta wait for it. Yeah. So that's why I like having my console so I can just quickly go to it, and it's quick and easy, and I don't have to worry about it. So that's, yeah, that's I do miss. I do miss playing games like Civilization. I have to be big into uh, uh, just a lot of strategy games in general. I miss I miss Starcraft. I miss the original. Oh yeah, uh, Command and Conquer for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what's the other one too? Um, I, I can't even think right now. But uh, any any of those kind of strategy games that you can't play that on console. It just doesn't work. You have to have a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that is something I miss. And for me, like, side note on this, real quick. Side note, I'm concerned about the prospect of mouse and keyboard compatibility with consoles. Because I think it's going to dramatically alter oh, the competitive yeah. balance in games. It doesn't even happen. Because gonna it's going to happen. Lobbies. It's happening they're gonna already. Have have, they're going to have to have separate lobbies. See, but what's the point in that? Because yeah. now you're splitting your player base. Or so, emphasis for controllers. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Then are you really playing? I'm, I'm with you. I... I don't like it for shooters. I, you know, if you're single mm-hmm. player, fine. But I think in multiplayer only, you should only be allowed to use a controller. Just because, yeah, competitive balance. Yep. Agreed. Um, but speaking wow. of StarCraft, StarCraft 2 is free on PC now. It just went to free. So if you're a StarCraft fan Thanks. and you want to play the second one, it's free on cool. Blizzard's Anyway, so is that everyone's opinions yep. on that? All right. So now we have Dylan Anderson on Facebook asks... How did you guys feel about the reveals and trailers at the Game Awards? Were you blown away or a little disappointed? I think it was great. I, I think it was mm-hmm. a great platform to announce new releases. It's it's something that get more viewers to actually watch it too because they don't they don't know like maybe there's gonna be this amazing announcement that they won't know about and they don't they want to miss it. So I think it's a good strategy and I think the gamers were really good. The they're like got excited for what they've seen and how the deals came up so i I think it worked really well and i think we're gonna see a lot more of this yeah i'm with you i I think 
there were a lot of good things. I was pretty excited about what we saw from trailers from your your big like AAA games. I was pretty disappointed in the trailers we saw from VR games, to be honest with you. I and that's just because I keep waiting for like the the one that's gonna make me say I have to have this. And when it when the best you're putting out there is like Vacation Simulator, and I'm sure it's fun. Yeah, that's not enough to get me to to you know invest in the equipment. You're waiting so, for like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, so, something dinosaurs. like something big and fun, you know, like a tr- a, a true AAA title. Yeah. And yeah, it was just that's that was it for me. But the games we saw, like Death Stranding, and we we got a lot of release dates too, so that was fun. And there, I agree with you though, Graham. It's a it's a really good strategy for that show to kind of bring people in with all the the trailers and all that stuff too, because then you know you're able to give awards to these companies and and people that work really hard in this industry who never get really any recognition. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's great that you bring people in with the trailers and then you create, I don't know, awareness, for lack of a better word, for the people that really put in the work and time to make all this possible. So, that's me. Who else? Uh, I'll go. I'll um, personally. I, I, wait, what? Oh, Eugene, you want to go? You can go. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, I was just saying that it was a little bit lackluster for me. Um. Uh, Detroit make, Become Human. We saw a little bit, and that looked pretty awesome. I'm still excited for that mm-hmm. game. Uh, I'm probably the most excited about Dreams. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys have I, ever played me. I, I didn't see that. Yeah. Games. Have you, yeah, Dreams. Dreams. It's a. Uh, so if you ever played Little Big Planet, it's a. It's a creation game where you can create a world of anything you want to, and people can come play in it. Come play in it. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Dreams. Uh, I was more excited about the panels, uh, what they talked about in The Last of Us, and what uh, they talked about for God or War as well. But pretty much that was it for me. Nothing too spectacular. Okay. Yeah, I was excited for Dreams also. And I was talking about it at the meetup, the PSX meetup um, with some other people. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. Uh, the new FromSoft trailer uh, has me excited. Like, yeah. a lot. Um, because... If it's Bloodborne 2, it's going to make me really, really happy. But even if it's not, I'm still going to be really happy because I love FromSoft. I love Dark Souls games. I love it's it's going to be Bloodborne 2. Come on. Everything points to that. Yeah. And then the last thing um, is the uh, Bayonetta announced 1 and 2 are going to the Switch, which got me excited. And then Bayonetta 3 is going to be a Switch exclusive. Yeah, that was a big announcement. I was I was pretty impressed by that, actually. So, I think that's, nope. a, that's a big get for Nintendo. Yeah, I was, well, I mean, I, it was the same way with Bayonetta 2. But, yeah, yeah, 2 was Wii U. So it, it wasn't surprising. Uh, no. But I'm happy that I'm now going to be able to play all three on the Switch because mm-hmm. I really did like Bayonetta 1 and I didn't have a Wii U, so I couldn't play Bayonetta 2. Yep. All right, so if that's everyone's thoughts on that, we got uh, a couple more questions. Evangeline Gale asked, first three games you plan to buy in, in 2018? Uh, I'll go first. Um, sea of Thieves, um, Far Cry Five, and probably Red Dead Two. And okay. and allow you know, I could easily change that. But those are the first three like big titles that I plan on getting. Um, other games like the the one we talked about earlier, where the guy that talked about the Oscars forever, <laughs> like I'll probably get that. Um. 
But the, those are the three, the first three, like, triple A's that I plan on getting. Uh, for me, it would be Nino Cooney, which comes out in January. Also, Dragon Ball Fighters comes out in January as well. And then I really can't think of anything else until Sea of Thieves. So um, I think that's pretty much the big ones for me that come out the first three months of the year anyway. But Nino Cooney is definitely the first one. And I'll probably be stuck on that one for several weeks. Graham? Me? Uh, okay. I don't know if I can come up with three, but pretty much said to ones. It's going to be Sea of Thieves, God of War, and probably A Way Out. Like I don't. Do you guys yeah. see this being like a full price title, a way out, or do you think it's no? Like I a, think it'll be a twenty or thirty dollar title. That's I my think guess. Forty. I think yeah. forty. I could see forty, but I think even there, it's probably fair as long as there's some decent content, like a decent uh, play, you know, duration in the game. Yeah. Um, and I forgot about God of War, by the way. So I don't know how to narrow that to three. What Just, about Spider Man? Is Spider Man coming out? In that oh window too? yeah, because that's supposed to come out early. If that comes out earlier, that. That one too. Probably replace Far Cry with that. Yeah. Yeah. For for me it's whatever the first three like major releases are for the year, <laughs> to be quite honest. So, I'm probably so right. getting the first three major releases. <laughs> yeah. But the ones I'm I know I'm getting for sure are Nino Kuni, um uh, Hunter Worlds, depending on the reviews. I've heard some interesting things about the beta, so I'm not quite sold, but I, I'm excited. Um uh, and then Kingdom Come Deliverance is like Skyrim without the magic and stuff. So like a, uh, that yeah. game has me excited. Other, but I'm getting Sea of Thieves, God of War, Monster, or, um, Spider Man. So it's basically whatever the three major releases are to start the year is what I'll probably pretty much. Do. So in our in our chat we just had somebody like scream on Anthem, which I'm with you. I'm buying Anthem day one. Yeah. But that's probably not coming out till next fall. November, October. Yeah, yeah. October, November. Yeah. Yep. If it doesn't Cause, get delayed. Because if, if we're going that route, I'm like Halo 6. Because yeah, yeah, you guarantee yeah. that's coming out. But but now the first three I'm going to buy are the ones yeah. I said. Fallout New Orleans. Uh, I know, you're so hoping, Graham, for that. <laughs> I mean, me too. But, all right, uh, next next question, just a couple more. Brandon Myers on Facebook asks, now that it's been almost a full month, if you've gotten the Xbox One X, are you satisfied with the performance and graphic enhancements? Uh, I'll start. I am completely satisfied. Uh, I think it's well worth it if you have a 4K TV, a good one, to buy an Xbox One X. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I couldn't be happier. I'm super happy with yeah. the performance of the system, like how it looks. It looks freaking amazing. Pretty much every game. The only game, like, and Graham, you and I talked about this, but the only game I haven't really noticed a ton about is they put out a patch for, um, like, 4K performance for NHL 18. But it was less than a gig, and, and the game is so, like, it's it's all white background anyway. Yep. So it's hard to notice that difference, but, man, other games that we've seen where, you know, it has the type of setting that really works with 4K, man, it, looks, it just looks amazing. And, and the load times are so much faster. So I'm 100% happy with the purchase. Yeah. Now, with me being the third one, with an Xbox One X, I don't have a TV that supports HDR, and I know this is a this does cause a big difference from just standard 4K to HDR, but it still looks great. Um, Gears of War, see, I got it right this time. Gears of War 4 looks absolutely stunning, 
And I do notice that the titles do load a lot quicker. So for that reason, I think it's well worth it. And now I'm future-proof for when I do get an HDR TV, and it's just going to be so much better. And then all the games coming out now, they're going to support it more and more. So, yeah, I'm just going to be more and more happy with my purchase. I'll go next. Uh, I don't have one, and I'm extremely unhappy because I don't have one, (laughs) so I can't wait until I do have one. I've only seen great things uh, from it and only heard great things even more, so want one. Yeah, uh, you, won't, you won't be disappointed, trust me. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, last question, um, also on Facebook. Tom Tierney asks, greatest platformer of the modern era? Mm. Greatest platformer That's of hard. the modern era. So let's define modern era. Current gen? Yeah, I'm going to say current gen. Okay. I'm gonna say Nintendo still holds uh, still holds the reins on it, especially with the release of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, they they just went. Other people have tried. Uh, we've had Super Lucky's Tale for the Xbox, which uh, wasn't that great. We've had uh, Ukulele, which you know they try to revive uh, the old Banjo Kazooie days with that game, and uh, it yeah, did okay. Or- would Ori uh, be considered a platformer? Yeah, Ori yeah. Is, uh, could definitely consider a platformer. Uh, that's also, you know, they des- deserve a big shout-out for that game. And then also Cuphead, I consider that a platformer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly run-and-gun, but it's still platforming. Um, but I-, I think Nintendo still holds the reins with Mario when it comes to uh, new innovation and level design that they definitely take the cake on that one. Yeah, I, I haven't played enough of the new Mario game yet. So I'm going to have to go to, um, just in terms of total experience, Ori and Blood Forest as a plat- you know, as just a great platformer. Um, as far as like platformer plus great story, um, back to a game that I've said many, many times I love, which is Unravel. Yeah, I was just going to say Unravel. That's mm-hmm. funny. Definitely a great platformer. Yes. How about you, Graham? Oh, well, I would have to go with... Unravel, Ori and the Blind Forest, and uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Those games mm-hmm. have been so much fun to play and thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Highly recommend them. Yeah, I don't know if this fully counts. I'm, I'm with you on Ori. Uh, Super Meat Boy also, though that was last oh, gen. Oh, yeah, that counts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was last gen. That's what I was saying. Um, and also Inside. I'm oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, even yeah. think about Limbo and Inside, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Inside Limbo. is fantastic. I've actually quite enjoyed the platformer games that have come out this year, yes. or just this generation. So, mm-hmm. what about Shovel Knight? I mean, you guys played that? That's oh yeah, movie. yeah, still, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a good indie title for sure. And then we got a new, we got a new Mega Man coming out too. We didn't even talk about that. Well, and I, yeah. and I think I think it's fair to say that this is probably the best like um, result of the like the focus on indie games is that the best ones have pretty much been platformers. Mm-hmm. I think platformers you know, are making a big comeback because uh, they, they went away for a while. Well, um, they're a nice change of pace from, like, shooters. It's, I mean, Ori is not necessarily relaxing, but no, it's a different game, mm-hmm. which is why I'm excited for the second one. But they don't require, like, $300 million budgets to make. Yes. And you can invest, you know, you can put align to making a good quality game with a good story for not as much money and that's what benefits these indie companies is they put out some fantastic platformers yeah 
and it's it's really been uh, one of the pluses of this generation, I think. Yeah. Oh, and also Rayman. Rayman was great. Oh yeah, oh, yeah Rayman too. Legends. See, we keep thinking of brand new <laughs> ones, and it's like there have been a lot of great platformers this generation, and it's kind of been like the the comeback of platformers. Yes. In a way. It's like, so. I guess we really didn't say what the best one is, but we've all said what we've enjoyed. <laughs> Buy them all. They're all yeah, great. They are. So they are. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that does it for questions. All right. It's fantastic. So let's get to our hol- first of our holiday giveaways. So we're going to give you all Curse of Osiris, but we're going to give you something good. Um, so our first prize is going to be a one-month pass to Xbox Games Pass. And Steve, who's our winner for that? That would be Dylan Anderson. All right. So Dylan, you now have like 100 games at your disposal to play and enjoy. And our next one is a $10 gift card to your choice of PlayStation or Xbox. And who is our winner there? Uh, That is Tom Tierney. All right, congratulations. The podcast and lock group uh, thing, I think. So hopefully he listens. So thank you, Tom, (laughs) and thank you, Dylan. And Tom, welcome. Uh, I know you're brand new to the show, so we appreciate that. Uh, Make sure, uh, Tom, and everyone else who's listening for the first time, Head on over to Facebook and join the Gaming Culture Radio forums where you can ask questions to be entered in for the rest of our holiday giveaways and monthly giveaways for the rest of the year. So with that, gentlemen, anything else that we want to touch on before we get out of here? Nope. Nope. All right. Be safe and happy gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Happy holidays. Go see Star Wars. Graham, we're not there yet. Come on. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, so go see Star Wars. Don't ruin it for me in case I can't see it right away. Yeah. But it, it all accounts are that this movie is amazing. So, and the, the other thing they sent out, by the way, is that as much as Force Awakens looks to the past, uh, The Last Jedi looks to the future, which is fantastic. And I can't, I really can't wait to see it. So, with that, for Grand Eugene and Steve. I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us for episode number 73. We'll be back next week with episode number 74. Until then, everyone, stay safe, have fun, play some great games. We will talk to you next week. Happy holidays. See you guys. See you, everyone. We're not...